Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's your host with the most, Dylan, aka Call Me What You Want, aka I don't know. But um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. This one is a long time coming. I had some motivation motivation issues, some um, inspiration issues. But I think it's time to just talk. I was recording some TikToks. I was um, trying to see how I can find my creativity. But it's pretty much just about being at peace and happy and stuff like that and happiness, you know. And I guess that's kind of like where the stories are going in this episode. I don't know if you guys can hear that wind, but blowing pretty nice. Pause. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really trying to force any stories. I'm just trying to genuinely reflect and actually feel good about them, which is how I feel about these stories today. And actually, I want to start off with a, a story that I had for freshman year in college crazy that I'm talking like that like I wasn't just in college but I'm out and yeah it's it's actually a story about um when I played intramural soccer with my boys in freshman year I didn't really I didn't really know how it was gonna go you know I just went to go play have some fun and I kid you not like all right so I'll set the scene I sign up late the first like they're already a game in and uh, into the tournament, I mean. And so I sign up a little bit late. I get there, start fitting into the squad. You know, we do training. I guess I was the um, the final transfer, the transfer window closed. And so I get to the squad. And I see my boy Owen there. And I believe my boy Addy is there. But shout out to Addy. Shout out to Owen. Shout out to Chris Rock. Um, if you know, you know. But basically, you know, how freshmen are, they want to get involved, they want to do everything. And so I did intramural soccer. And it was great, you know, we played the first few minutes, and it was all fine. And then I'm over here, you know, Ronaldinho type a little bit, you know, doing some tricks. And these guys, they're playing physical. And I get it, you know, I play soccer, so I play physical too. So we hit them right back. And I see my boy Owen... He knows what type of time we are. Like, he played soccer. So he starts getting physical, too. And um, we score, whatever it is. I believe I score. And um, it's a normal game up until that point. So we get to, like, after halftime, right? And then I'm going to, I'm, like, going down midfield. I'm ready to go past it, and this guy fouls the fuck out of me. Like, really, really fouls me really hard, right? And for me, you know, I shrug it off. I get mad because, you know, obviously he did it on purpose. And But I keep my composure, you know. I'm trying to be the captain of the squad. You know, I can't be lashing out and shit like that. But I start telling the guy off. He starts telling me off. And then my boy... Literally five, ten minutes later, as I pass him the ball, he 
he gets fouled too, but he like ducks it, whatever, and fouls and trucks the guy back. This is my boy Owen, by the way. Who is this crazy white boy? Like the craziest white boy I've ever met, by the way. That top two white boys. He's like, I you can compare him to a celebrity. You would compare him to like Jack Harlow, in that in that type of sense. I think he, I think my boy Owen is a little bit funnier. No, a lot of bit funnier. And um, but yeah, he's like top two white boys. So basically, he trucks the guy, and then at that point, I'm like whoa, like, what's going on, bro, I'm running over, and, you know, I, since I had just noticed it was on the other side of the field, you know, I gave him the pass, my man, he literally squares up with the boy, starts throwing a few shots, I see my, my boy Owen getting popped, he got popped one time, I'm not gonna cap, he got popped one time, but he got him good, too, like, he was getting him, whatever the case may be, and, um, Soon after that, you know, we're all about to get involved. It's about to turn into a brawl. But then they break us up. And then my boy, Owen, gets a red card. I did not know you could get a red card in terminal soccer. But obviously, if you're fighting somebody, like, you're going to get a red card. So, inevitably, that's what happened. As my boy is walking off, he's like, oh, fuck. Like, fuck you. You know, it's just saying slurs. And um, I'm right there with him. You know, I'm yelling. I'm chirping. I'm doing what needs to be done to win the game. Captain style. We're playing 10 men. I believe the score was like 2-3 to three or something like that. But uh, we end up sealing the game. I believe either I score or one of my boys scores, who was actually really nice. I, I forgot his name, but he wasn't my boy boy, but he was like on the squad. So either one of us scored. But either way, it didn't really matter. But the, the point of the story was that when I seen this white boy, like, square up with him, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, no way. I thought I was in a parallel universe, number one. Number two, I was just so happy to see because me and Owen weren't as close as we were. But definitely in that moment, I was like, all right, this is my boy. This is my boy. So as soon as we get out of there, you know, he has the red card. He's suspended for two games. And it's intramural soccer, so it's tournament style. And, you know, we, bar- we practically only had two games left to get to the championship. So we win the next two games. This guy gets in trouble with the school because he fought and he got kicked out. He can't play in Tremoral anymore. I'm like, what? I'm like, no way. And so I'm down in the dumps, but we still got the game ahead of us. Unfortunately, we lose, but we do a good showing. I did score, I believe. I was the top scorer of the tournament. You know, praise up to me. I mean, not really. I'm not trying to praise myself, but, you know, it was still. It was a good achievement. So, I I don't know. I just wanted to bring up that story because my boy Owen, like, you would never suspect that, number one, he would be the one fighting. Number two, that he would get kicked out of intramurals. Number three, that me and him would become boys until this day. Like, honestly, that's that's my man's. Like, there's, there is not a lot of things I wouldn't do for Owen. Pause on that if needed. But I think it was just... Okay, thank you, car. Uh, yeah, sorry, there's this car and there's this woman in all black standing in front of me. I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to keep going and I'm going to walk right past this lady who isn't saying anything. But anyway, um, another car. All right, I'm going I'm to switch over. So all was good. And I think that's just a good feel-good story because it's about friendship.
It's about my boy, you know, doing what needed to be done for the squadron. And, um, yeah, he just remained my boy after that. Like, it, it was a nice story. It was a nice introduction to college. Like, I was like, all right, like, this is the timing. Like, this is the tone we're setting. But, and, um, yeah, I just found a lot of happiness in that story. And it made me want to say it, made me want to tell it uh, to you guys. So maybe you guys find a little bit of happiness in that. But, you know, I had to reflect a little bit now that I've graduated. Now that I'm out, I have a lot more free time, a lot more dedication to certain aspects of my life. And uh, I really get to just look back at some memories and just enjoy them for what they were. Like this other story with my friends, Addie, Michelle. I don't know if I should be dropping the governments like this, but Addie, Michelle, Owen, Chris, Chris, Mr. Pressured. Um, who else? Me, of course. I believe my boy, um, Young Blaze, JP. Um, you know who that is? Shout out to you. Um, my boy, Dougie Doug. And I already said a detail, right? Well, regardless, I'm talking to myself right now. So, yeah, Addy. And it's hilarious because this is like, I might be incriminating a little bit, but this is like the first G session. Like, this is the beginning of the G, you know? Before this, pre G. There was no insanity, but post-G, you know, that's when the crackheadness came out of all of us, and um, I really appreciate it, you know, it made for a fun college experience. Sorry, I got a burp. I hate when you get a heartburn, and you can't really speak. That's just what happens to me sometimes. But regardless, the Jeep, the story about the Jeep, a wonderful story. Like, at this point, that is how we get to Space Lanka. If you don't know what Space Lanka is, it's the place between the ether and Jupiter. It's like when you smoke, like, I don't know if it was the plastic in the Jeep. I don't know if it was like, you know, since it was one of the first times we smoked like that, that, you know, you just go to outer space. But regardless, like one of the highest times I've ever had. So naturally we do it seven days a week. Naturally. Yo, there's some bread right here. Should I give this bread out to, like, ducks? Yo, all right, whatever. No, like, there's really, all right, whatever. So, um, the Jeep, we start taking it seven days a week. My boy, Tage, is be my roommate. He starts taking the Jeep, and he starts taking it with, like, cigarettes. So, like, Marlboro, Red, like, throw, sprinkling that in there. And I'm like, oh, hell no. But regardless, that's just fun about TJZ. Quick little tidbit. I miss you, TJZ. If you hear me, TJ, I'm with you. You're always been my brother. But um, digressing into the story, this was the time where I introduced my boy Chris and I think Jamel. Um, <laughs> Jamel was this tall, like, I don't know if he's gay, but I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but this tall guy. Um, Nah, black, African-American, um, and basically just a load of fun. <laughs> but very, very, he seemed very, very innocent. And for me, you know how to take that shit away. The innocence, nah, that doesn't happen with me. Like, 
fuck that. And then, um, so knowing that going in, he tried to tell us, along with my boy Chris, but my boy Chris is a seasoned veteran. Like, this guy's at least eighth prestige in the Jeep. Like, he, he knows the Jeep's middle name type of thing. Like, he is one with the Jeep. He has the Jeep force. He has everything. So, basically, you know, for him, it's a tank. He obviously goes to Space Lankit, but at that point, you know, it's normal for him. It's normal for all of us. We're in space, and then this guy, Jamel, comes in. Michelle brings him in. And she's like, oh, you know, he wants to try the Jeep. I'm like, bro, like, are you sure? Like, are, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I want to try the Jeep. You know, like, I smoked up. And you know how smokers be, like, those semi-smokers have been like, yeah, I smoke a lot. And then us, like, other smokers, I guess to say, are like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. And we really want to test out the waters, right? And we want to, like, give it a little, you know, all right, where's this guy's level at? But with the Jeep, I didn't know that he never took a Jeep. You know, obviously he said it, like, but I didn't know the extent of his smoking prowess, so to say. Vocabulary word, prowess, P-R-O-W-E-S-S, prowess, prowess. Good. Um, I'm going to be doing more vocab words like that, but nostalgia. No, that's not one. I know how to spell nostalgia. But um, so Jamel, he, we line up in the bathroom and I don't know for what, the, the, what's it called? The lights or the... What the fuck is that? The thing, the sprinkler thing, the, the fire alarm, whatever it is. The fire alarm in the bathroom is broken. Like, it, it never worked. But for us, I feel like it was a necessity for us to turn the shower all the way to hot, for it to be steaming hot, close all the doors, you know, and basically suffocate in there with the smoke. So I guess that didn't help out my boy. So, in hindsight. But hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, with Jamel... I pack his shit, pause, pause, but I pack his shit, and when he takes the hit, he instantly collapses onto the floor, instantly, like, no chance to catch him, nothing, he, like, falls back automatically, at this point, I'm thinking, fuck, I just killed Jamel, like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, where do we hide the six foot three body, like, where do we do it, and, um, you know, he's coughing to no end, but at this point, like, let's keep it a stack. Like, I'm only really worrying about, like, when my hit is. Like, when, when I'm next. Because this guy had a one-way ticket to Sri Lanka, Space Lanka. And then, me, I'm waiting for my turn. Chris, waiting. Addy, waiting. And we see this guy, but we have to worry about him right now. Because he's still on the floor dying. His face turns red. Like, he can't stop coughing. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, we got to help this guy to his room. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. Stays on the floor, like, laying down. And he's a big guy. Lays down on the floor for, like, 15 minutes. Takes up the whole bathroom for that. But we're like, all right. All right. You know, it's his first Jeep. We'll give it to him. And then um, after that, my boy, we needed to help him out. He wouldn't accept the help. But I was helping him out halfway through the hall. And then I let him go. And he starts stumbling. Like, you know that scene in Inception? Where it's like the hallways turning and um what's that guy what's that guy's name? The guy who played in, in Batman. Just something Gordon Levitt. Regardless. There's his family next to me right now. 
But basically, what here, what had happened was I let him go, and then it turned into the scene from Inception. Like he just started bouncing from wall to wall, hitting himself. He sleeps for a whole day. Like we go to check up on him, still sleep. Check up on him the next day, still sleep. Check up on him, still sleep, sleep. All the way until I don't see Jamal for like a week. But like I know they he slept for the day because you know he woke up after, but never saw him, never inquired about the the Jeep again. Like I knew he was destroyed, but and another moment that was just kind of funny <laughs> slash happy because it was like that was some college shit to do. That was like some freshman shit to do. Uh sorry about that car again. I guess I'm walking on the, There's going to be another car in like a few seconds, but I'll just stop talking for that one. Alright, that was like five cars. But, yeah, that's another funny story because um, just the face of like resentment that he had. Not resentment, but like, um, what was it? Like, the face of, oh, like, I just fucked up. Like, that he had. Just the fact that he was laying on the floor. Like, the fact that me and my boys, we were we were smoking the Jeep. Like, that was the first time that we really smoked the Jeep like that. And then we started on it. Started having people on it. Then we moved to 269 with it. And then, you know, it just became a thing from there. Obviously, we stopped now. But, you know, it, it was just a fun little memory that we had. And one of those really sticked out to me because... It was fucking hilarious, you know, like, it was, it was one of those things that you don't forget. And, um, so for me, yeah, pretty much that's the story about that. And, um, I guess moving on a little bit, I wanted to also talk about, like, a little, a little thing that I also happen to have in, um, with, with, uh, smoking. Basically, it was about, um, (laughs) it was about, which one am I going to talk about, actually? Because I want to talk about the time that I had smoked with my cousin, but I don't want to incriminate him either, because, you know, I don't know how many family members are going to be listening to this, but uh, I do want to talk about maybe going... Go into the city. Because it's a little switch up. You know, I already talked about weed. I already talked about, you know, having a little fun time. But this is a surprising time. I I was royally fucked up. It was for my boy Kunal's birthday. And I don't know how this happened. But, you know, like mad people were there that I knew. It was a fun night. It was an incredible night. Like I barely remember some of it. But the part that I do remember... Is the craziest part is when I found four hundred dollars in my jacket. So we get to the place, we have the VIP section, we take off our jackets, and there's no issue. There's no issue. And um, basically, we start having the time of our lives, drinking, whatever it is. We go outside, have a little smoke, and um, after that that's when I start losing the night. And I know I started losing the night because there was this stripper. There was this stripper, man. 
And this girl, I don't know what type of look she was giving me, but it was the, it was the either I'm a stripper and I'm a fuck you overlook, or it's the marry me, I need you in my life look. And I thought it was the second one. I thought it was the second one. Like this girl, she looked into my soul type of shit. I don't know if it was like me being super drunk. Hold on, I'm about to take a rip. But basically, we start having a nice time. I mean, I go on top of the stage, you know, start wilding, um, start looking at this dot. And I, I don't know, perfect, 10 out of 10, beautiful face, like a Disney princess. I don't know what she was doing, strip, but I guess each their own. Um, throughout the night, I start getting more fucked up. I disappear. I wake up somewhere else, like... I'm still, like, like, I know I'm, like, coherent, but, like, at this point, I'm, like, teleporting. And um, it's funny because I had lost my jacket, and when I came to, that's what I was looking for. I was like, fuck, my jacket. My boy, um, my boy Manny was also helping me look for my jacket. We were all just, you know, having a fun time. My boy Manny disappeared. I'm still staring at the stripper looking for my jacket and shit. She's helping me for like a cool, like quick few minutes. The bounces are helping me, whatever it is. And then I, I don't know how I find it, but I think, oh, no, no, no. My boy Manny comes up and he's like, yo, here's your jacket. We out. Because, you know, the, the place was closing down. You know, the strippers were putting on their clothes. You know, it was the end of the night. And then um, basically... I, as I'm walking out, there's this guy who says, I'm missing $700. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? $700? And then um, at this point, I'm not really wondering. I'm like, fuck, like, my boy just lost 700 beans. Like, GG to him. But um, I we keep walking. It's It's rainy. We have the henny on us sipping me and Josh and the guy who said he lost $700 and so we're walking in midtown Manhattan trying to get back to the to the venue trying to get back to the B&B to where my boy's function was for his birthday the continuation the part two the aftermath and we decided to go stop and get some pizza some dollar pizza, you know, dollar slices. Shout out dollar slices. But um, we get there, and I reach into my pocket. And I'm like, fuck. What is this? I thought I have napkins in there. Napkins. I pull it out. A lot of cash. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Meanwhile, I had just been teleporting. I fell in love with a stripper. Shout out to that song, though. Like, I don't know if y'all had that in your MP3. The, I'm in love with a stripper. She ride and she roll and she... Yeah, that song was <clears throat> top tier. If y'all remember that song, then y'all remember Throw It In The Bag. Y'all remember Kiss Kiss, With You. Some Neo shit also. Some T.I. shit back then, Dead and Gone. Remember Dead and Gone? Whoever can rap Dead and Gone is legendary status. I, I could only rap the first part. But my cousin could rap the whole thing. But regardless, go back to the story. We have this. I I do. I pull out this this cash. Start counting it. 
not nobody notices. So I count 400. I'm like fuck, because we're all fucked up. And then I'm like, what? This guy, meanwhile, is talking about it 700. And I'm looking at my 400. And I put that bitch right in my pocket. I'm like, no way this shit is his. He said he was missing 700. I got 400. And then, <laughs> could you not, like, not, I never talk about it again. He's he's talking to me. He's talking to me. He's like, yo, did you guys see mad money anywhere? I'm like, bro, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, you know, I am no idea. And then, um... After that, uh, we pay. I pay for their pizzas, and then we go back into the car. We go back to the venue, and I'm four hundred dollars richer. We go back to my boy Josh's crib. I don't know how I get there, and I just wake up on his floor with just four hundred dollars gripped in my hand, cause I'm not letting this bitch go. And my boy, <laughs> I talk to my boy after. I'm like, yo, like, your friend? He said he's missing seven hundred. Bro, I found 400 in my pocket. I'm not going to give him shit. But I'm telling you because you're my boy. And, yeah, that was just the story of how I found $400, how I fell in love with a stripper, how I had a great night in the city that I never thought I would have. Because I'm not really, as much as I go out, or as many times as I've gone out, I've never really been much of a go-out guy. Like, I, I don't really like doing all that. Unless it's with my friends and, you know, we're having a nice little time together. But other than that, yeah, it was just a great story because I, I was $400 richer. I also got into the place without needing an ID. So shout out to that. Shout out to that. And, um, yeah, that was the story of how I found $400. Crazy nice story. But I see that we're headed towards 26 minutes. And, you know, I don't like to keep these episodes over 30 minutes just because I know what it means. And I also said three stories already, so I don't want to, like, overdo it, you know, have people not listen to the end. And basically myself, you know, this is the first time I'm getting into the group again, the first time I'm really speaking into, um, speaking to myself, speaking out loud and uh, speaking from inspiration, basically. So I really... I really don't know how I did. This is just uh, testing. Maybe I'll call this episode testing. I don't know. By the way, those are just some stories that I found like that warmed my heart, that made me feel happy, that made me feel like I took my mind off of other things, that made me feel like, yeah, maybe I did have some fun, you know? And generally just took me out of my my element right now because what I do most times is I just work I talk to some of my boys I see my boys sometimes but I'm normally just grinding I just got this new job um you know I'm trying to impress myself I'm trying to work as hard as I can and prove to myself that you know I'm a breadwinner you know like I can do this I believe in myself and I also just want to tell everybody that you know you know, as much as we could have our fun times, we could fuck around, we could forget the nights, we could remember the nights, we could have nights to remember, we could have nights to forget, but at the end of the day, it's it's our world. Everybody else is just living in it. So treat it how you want to, treat it how you want to be treated, treat it with love and respect. I feel like I haven't really found that until 
truly the past four months, I've been starting to get a little bit more mature, a little bit more mentally secure. And a lot of it has, has been attributed to the Four Agreements, this book that I read. Shout out to Manny. Shout out to Justin. It's an amazing book that gives you a lot of perspective in life. And I actually got infatuated with it. Infatuated. I-N-F-A-T. Fat. In fat. T-U-E-I-N-F-A-T-U-A-T-E-D. Infatuated. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, yeah. Four Agreements is the book that really helps you with perspective. And like I said, it got me infatuated with just the notion of getting better. With just the feeling of, of working on your day-to-day. Understanding who you are as a person and working towards a bigger goal. Uh, not letting things get to you being impeccable with your word. Um, Basically, don't assume, don't overthink. You gotta feel like you're enough. You gotta feel like you're working and trying your best every day because then nobody can shit on you. Nobody can tell you nothing. And I guess that's really like, that's really powerful. I know it doesn't really match up with the stories, but I don't know. I feel like right now is all about testing, testing new things out, finding out what works, finding out what doesn't, finding out what I'm comfortable with, where I want to go experiment. Feeling good being by myself, surrounding myself with more family, and uh, yeah, just being blessed, and even being blessed enough to, to say these stories and live them. So, even blessed to have you guys listening. So... We're at the 30-minute mark. I can go on for hours. Y'all know that. But thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast. And let me know what else you want to hear. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear less, if you feel like I can talk about more things, incorporate more things, who you want to see on the podcast. And, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys listening. Good night.